You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Volante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. Sometimes, my guess, I'm talking about popular culture, we're chatting, this and that, and then it's like, uh, the fo- the philosophy question and it's almost like I <laughs> it's like why the fuck <laughs> why the fuck you just asked that you know it's like <laughs> you know we were talking like all normal and uh, so anyways however you wanna you know however you wanna uh, uh, handle it you know the the background for it is like re- I'd like to get into people what what people are creating what they're into all that uh, type of thing, but also to get into some of the questions like, you know, why, why are we doing this? You know, why, what compels us to do it? And, um, you know, just, just, just to have a good conversation um, around that. Um, I post, I tend to post like Tuesday night or Wednesday. They've been regularly uh, on Wednesdays and, um, you know, people are listening to it. Uh, you know, there's the, the people who are listening to the guests in particular, which I'm sure that, you know, there, there'll be a lot of people want to hear what you have to say. Uh, but there's mm-hmm. also some uh, regular listeners uh, as well. And this will be, the, you know, the seventh episode. So it's still uh, fairly new. Um, but, uh, you know, there, there's some people uh, listening to it and downloading it. So, um, uh, yeah, so that's the scoop. You got you got any any questions or you just want to? No, I read over the questions ahead of time and I'm, I made a couple of notes for myself. Uh, no, nah, man, I think I'm good to go. All right. All right. Let's let's seems, uh, this seems like it's going to be fun. So, yeah, yeah, let's 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 do it. I'll do the intro and we're going to roll. Um, you listen to the something rather than nothing podcast. And this week we have a great guest, uh, Sean Wynn, um, a member of the group, uh, Praetorians. Um, he does, uh, a lot of, a lot of work, uh, uh, creating art, being around art, enjoying art, um, uh, comic books, uh, graphic novels, music, and, uh, hip hop. And I can actually say that finally, uh, this podcast is going to get into some conversation about uh, hip hop, which is uh, one of my great uh, one of my great joys for a long time. Uh, just wanted to welcome you, uh, Sean Wynn. Hey, Ken, thank you so much for having me, man. Like I've been looking forward to this. Uh, I've always enjoyed chatting with you, and now I get to do it in the uh, official capacity. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks for being here. Um, our first question, which we've, uh, which we tend to ask, is, uh, uh, what were you like as as a young human? What type of things were you interested in? Oh man, so uh, I think as you know, and maybe the listeners don't know, is uh, I grew up in Chicago, and so in my Chicago days as a young man, believe it or not, man, I was kind of a loner. Um. You know, my I was raised by a single mom. My older brother is seven years older than me. So, as you can imagine, we did not, like, just hang out together a lot, you know. So, I was kind of that kid who uh, stayed in his room a lot and created his own world. Like, I've always been into action figures for some reason. So, uh, you know, as a, as a youngin', what you'd catch me doing is setting up battles in my room and just being in there the whole day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, um, I mean, like any other kid, I still went outside and, like, you know, rode my bike and did shit like that. And uh, I was reading books, though. My mom's always brought me, like, some books, whether it be comics or, like, little prose novels. 
I think I read the the Chronicles of Narnia series like four times when I was a kid. So I was just like, wow, you know, uh, sucked into the adventure. And, uh, you know, when I tell people this next part, they always, they always laugh at me because they think it's weird. But uh, outside of the, you know, the Sunday papers or the Sunday funnies or whatever, my first comic related anything that I owned was a compilation of Bloom County <laughs> that my mom found at the thrift store. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I don't think I got all the Reaganomics jokes, but I just enjoyed the penguin, <laughs> and and you know, um, and then you know, I, I watched a lot of TV. Most of it was uh, probably stuff I wasn't supposed to watch, like Cheers and Soap and Benny Hill, uh, t- the Tonight Show. I think yeah, I was supposed yeah. to be asleep, but I wasn't. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think I was a weird kid, but also a normal kid. I don't know, man. Yeah, so like uh, your, you, you know, like your your own world. Um, I think, you know, I remember I remember growing up. Um, I, I quickly realized the power of like for me, I was reading some science fiction when I was younger. You know, mm. and uh, you know, like War of the Worlds and all that type of thing. And I think there's people who are actually transported uh, to you know whether it's in comics or in books, like. There's, they're more sensitive to being transported to that world, and then you wanna you wanna keep going uh, back to it. And I think it's like that, the role of fantasy, you know, um, in in participating in that. I definitely heard, um, you know, that in your answer. Uh, my, you know, one of the most important questions I have to ask you, um, just uh, my own selfish reasons, and uh, what comics uh, are you reading now? Ooh, okay. Um... Man, God. okay, so that's a tough question for me, man, because like, well, okay, so to start, I still work in comics. So <clears throat> every Tuesday, I'm over at uh, Excalibur uh, over on Hawthorne, and so I get to pick up all the new stuff. But I'll say lately, uh, I jumped on board the new Jonathan Hickman uh, House of X and Powers of X series. Just because Hickman can, you know, he's he's pretty in depth when he comes to the superhero stuff, man. And I'm I'm anxious to see what he's gonna throw at us. Uh, I just finished Images, Little Bird. Uh, still reading Black Panther, uh, Exo Man of War. But I'll be totally honest, I'm biased as hell with Exo Man of War. Uh, been buying it since the new iteration with Matt Kent because I there's a character in the book named after me, um, <laughs> which which survived. So the character win is actually uh, me, uh, and it happened after I interviewed Matt Kent a couple years ago, and we just hit it off. Um, I'm also reading The Wild Storm, and then uh, pretty much whenever I'm at a comic shop, if I can find anything by Jeff Lemire, anything by David Walker, anything, any art by Ibrahim Mustafa, uh, any anthologies or historical adaptations, I'm probably going to buy it, especially if it's in hardcover. Um. And then comics that I also buy uh, for diversity's sake, and I'll explain that in a second, is uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, any Miles Morales book, Spider-Gwen, Young Justice, Naomi, and like Ms. Marvel. Just because, like, and honestly, I'm a little behind on most of the series, but I want to see them keep making them so they get my money. Yeah, yeah. I, um, 
I, I'm a couple a couple of things I've heard just some some rave uh, reviews about the Hickman work, um, and then I'm a little behind on that myself. But um, I know a lot of people are excited about that, and I do share the uh, with Jeff Lemire um, anything that he puts together. In fact, I saw somebody wearing a shirt that um, uh, that that I thought that I thought was uh, of. Um, black hammer in it it actually wasn't and i realized that you know there had been some corruption in my brain where i was starting to see the characters (laughs) in other places (laughs) that (laughs) that they that they weren't and then you then you know you're a bit infected i um i ran into uh craig thompson's uh ginseng roots i'm not sure if you've seen that um yet where he talks about growing up in wisconsin and um wisconsin being the biggest uh importer for some time uh, of uh, ginseng out to China and uh, in some of the rural areas in uh, him growing up in Wisconsin and, and digging the ginseng roots and how long they take. I didn't know so much about ginseng. Uh, but no it is, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic story. Uh, a little bit tough to find. I've read the first issue. I got to see him at the IndyCon that was there in uh, Portland uh, where our friend uh, Ethan Slayton was also there as well. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, they had some some great stuff. They had some great stuff there, um, uh, and 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 so. But but in addition, one of the other things I wanted to pick your brain about was um, uh, what what type of uh, what type of music is interesting you uh, now. And uh, related to that, with you producing uh, material with with Praetorians, um, has there been a change as far as what you listen to or or what you're connecting with? Well, you know, um, to be honest, like I think like most people that are into music in general, man, there's no genre. There's no one genre that holds me like my my heart is always going to be with hip hop for sure. But like if you are if you are a real hip hop fan, like a true to the heart, what the culture is about hip hop fan, then you listen to everything. And I've always listened to everything Um, because like I didn't even get into like to hip hop until like I became like a teenager. Because before that, I was listening to, uh, like, Chicago Underground House. Because, like, I grew up being surrounded by DJs, actually. Uh, in fact, uh, one of my mom's best friends is the world, well, was the world-famous DJ Frankie Knuckles. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, the underground Chicago house scene was, like, kind of where I grew up at. And that's all I did for a while. Then, of course, well, we had disco in the house, rock, you know, uh, classic rock. We even had some metal um folk music whatever uh if we if it was on vinyl we had it playing in the house <laughs> at some point so but what i'm what i'm doing now is uh as a hip-hop enthusiast um i actually make it a point to study hip-hop still but not just american hip-hop so like every week i go through and i find whether it be on youtube spotify whatever uh whatever new hip-hop songs i could find but then I'll start looking for hip hop in other languages and other countries to see what has been adapted, what part they're at in the culture, if it's being represented properly. Um, so that's like my passion there. But outside of that, like I'm still listening to um, I wouldn't say I listen to a bunch of pop, even though I, like everything's categorized as pop. I don't even know who is these days, you know. Yeah, right. Like, a prime example would be like I listen to Kimbra a lot, right? And people will compare her to like uh, uh, Miley Cyrus or something like that, but I think she's completely different. 
I think she's got a little bit more soul to her, but um, still looking for new metal bands. Uh, let me let me clarify that. Not new metal, just new. Yeah, new <laughs> metal bands. New, new. Um, honestly, yeah, I'm I'm looking for vocals. I'm looking for lyrical content. I don't care what it is, really. If you got something to say that's important to me, I'll I'll, I'll snatch it up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely know what you're saying. I was thinking about I was thinking about this as I've had a, a kind of on and off connection to to hip hop. And when I was listening, I, I, I was just thinking about this yesterday that when I, I was, you know, 11, 12 years old and it wasn't hip hop, it was rap music. Right. right. And I grew up on the East Coast. And, um, you know, I remember scouring uh, the the bins or maybe it was a local retailer trying to find what is you know what would be released and i'd buy a cassette and i'd buy everything that was released because it was so limited what you could find i mean you look in the soul section you look in the r&b section there wasn't a a rap or hip-hop there was none of those sections you kind of scour and look for it and i remember buying everything um that that was that was there um boogie down productions early african bombada Mm-hmm. Um, you know epmd and of course you know some breakthrough uh with you know with with run dmc and beastie boys and that stuff from def jam but um and uh after that yeah i got into i got into a lot of metal and a lot of industrial but the one theme that i've listened to um uh, throughout uh has been uh rap and hip-hop and now my son listens to a lot and a lot of different styles of music, so he's kind of influencing me again, and it's 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 great to have that uh, kind of if you forget about something to be reintroduced to it, and um, and I've really appreciated um, both the aesthetic of uh, your work with uh, Praetorians, the sound, uh, the 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 intense uh, the intense uh, rap. And the um, just the content uh, in in general, and I want to drill in and and so when when tell us who Praetorians uh, is, who you are, and what you're trying to do with the group. Okay. Um, well, first, thank you, thank you for saying that. Uh, it is a it is a project that's very passionate to me. So. Uh, the Praetorians is actually something that came together from the creative juices of Mr. Keelan King. Now, that's um, the leader of the Praetorians. He is uh, the, if you've watched our video, he is uh, the first one you see. Um, Keelan and I had already worked together on a few of his previous projects. Um, and pretty much leading up, uh, let me explain his previous projects first. So his previous projects were a lot of like sci-fi concept hip hop albums, like hip hop and R&B albums. Because Keelan and I are both nerds. Okay, that's not a secret. <laughs> uh, it's not a secret. Uh, but pretty much leading up to the last election, uh, we realized that we were both pretty fueled with anger and needed to do something a bit different. Um, like I said, his previous projects were were nerd influenced. We'd had like sci-fi joints, wrestling joints, uh, not nerdcore per se, but hip hop made by like guys that like nerd shit. So at th- this time, we we just felt like we really needed to let loose. Yeah. So uh, 
when I say we too, I'm meaning a lot of my associates as well, we were facing like an old enemy in a new form at that time. And so we were like, hey, let's really bring it this time. Um, and he said, hey, Sean, how would you feel about making some songs that describe the feeling of being at war and facing an enemy, regardless of like who your enemy is? And I said, hell yeah, I'm on board with that. Let's how we how we go about, about doing this. And so we just started like thinking of a master plan, you know. And uh, I contacted my boy Demond back in Chicago, who I used to rap with back there, because I know that he has the same mindset as Keelan and I. You know, it's like I know how he's feeling, this political climate. Uh, right. He got lyrical skill. I hit him up in like two seconds. He was like, Yeah, I'm in, son. What are we doing? Keelan came out with the master plan. He said, Hey, we're going to do an album called War Music. I said, okay, what are we going to be called? And he was like, I feel like we are soldiers and I'm, I'm, I don't want to pick any particular army, uh, but we've been fans of the Praetorian Guard, but we didn't want to necessarily take or steal direct from history. So we switched it up a little bit. And now we are the Praetorians, a, an army that isn't from any particular time or place, but is fighting on the side of right. And that's just basically what we're about. So when we made war music, we we tried to make every song as if anybody could be this soldier that uh, that that we are representing, that we are rapping as facing whatever enemy you have, whether it be like you know the political climate or your shitty ass job, you know whoever's opposing you from your beliefs or something you're trying to go after. That's what war music, the album is for. And that's why we, that's, that's what, that was the whole base of the project there. Yeah. And that's, I, I, I like, I like as, as, as simple as and unapologetic, uh, as, as it is. And I really, I really connect to, um, uh, that, that element of it. And of course the, the visuals with, um, you know, with the um, with the with the music video, but it's it's obviously right there in, in what you hear. Um, I want to play a track off that, uh, Sean, to give folks a little bit of taste of it. And um, okay. uh, the the track off War Music is is called Dead, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play it, and uh, we're gonna listen to 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 get to get the feel of um, Praetorians. Okay, let's do it. We gon' kill you tonight, we gon' kill you tonight, we gon' kill you tonight. Kill you tonight, kill you tonight. We gon' kill you tonight, we gon' kill you tonight, we gon' kill you tonight, we gon' kill you tonight. Kill you tonight, kill you tonight. We gon' kill you tonight, we gon' kill you tonight, we gon' kill you tonight, we gon' kill you tonight. Kill you tonight, kill you tonight. We gon' kill you tonight, we gon' kill you tonight, we gon' kill you tonight. The butchers are here, turn your body into meat products I conglomerate is dominant if I'm being honest We use body parts to beat bodies Now you don't do my spear when you're near it But your army, we the best in this combat And you can't clap back if you don't know where your arms at You see a plan of attack was well made You thought we was coming but we've been here for days Watching you, clocking you, traps at the ready One more move your whole party of spaghetti Medley, next we coming up on the treasury Make you eat jewels, pass food and you're heavy Take it to the lake, kick you off into the crevice Make no mistake, they will 
will document our presence. Residents will pray to the gods for our blessing. We shall oblige, taking eyes as a present. We will let you Suffering, touching you to sleep and bloody tucking you in. It's your turn to bleed, no matter how much you bleed. Loot you and your crew too, courtesy of the greed. Under bridge, animosity, complete with the atrocity. Sharp edges at right angles at high velocity. The world is ice cold, the flame hydrogen hot. Put you down on the spot in your new burial plot. You show up to do battle, you shook like a new rattle. No time for surrender, negotiators to prattle. We run through your ranks around your flank. Swift death, thank us. You hot and die anxious. We up in the intensity, decimating your infantry. Brilliantly eliminate military. Efficiency. After we divorce you from the rest of your force, we turn around and scorch remain a bit of your corpse. We will let you <laughs> I tell you, I work in the, uh, you know, as you know, I work in uh, for a labor union, and uh, sometimes I, I I feel the need, and I do have to lead uh, the troops into battle. And I tell you, some of that music you got there <laughs> answers the question for me, right? Um, you, uh, one of the questions I've asked guests is is you know when you when you create an art um, you know you you feel to compelled to create something in particular you've answered that question I I've heard that you know you, some kind of like minded folks you you feel in frustration uh, some need to express something get out uh, some aggressions and and create that create that war music right yeah I mean you know for sure man like that was definitely the basis for that particular project, you know, but when I make other music too, like I'm still writing other lyrics that are just like about comic books, you know, <laughs> right. stuff like that. But yeah, honestly, you, I could, go ahead. Sorry. sorry, go ahead. When you're from, um, and, and, and so you, that was a particular, you're saying that this is a particular style and aesthetic that you, that, that, that you're looking at uh, w with that. Um, my next question has to do with, 
uh, you know, in, in describing yourself uh, as a geek, and I, I would uh, do that for myself as as, as well. Um, do you feel that what you what whatever you're working on, uh, whether whether it's this or other uh, projects, do, do you feel you're creating that art um, uh, from from the outside? Do you feel you're creating it within uh, geek culture? Do you think that do you feel the outsider or the otherness is 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 driving the art, or do you feel a different way? You know, uh, well, let me first let me let me start by saying this. One, I've never actually felt like an outsider. You know, me personally, even when I was younger, like I wasn't. I never felt like I was supposed to fit in anywhere, so I just didn't, and I didn't conform to a lot of what other peeps were doing. And like, I'm not saying I did that because like I was dope or anything. I just wasn't paying attention, <laughs> you know. Um, but like with the culture now, like, I don't feel like it's outside of that. I mean, the definition of geek itself and what geek culture is has changed so much in like the last five years. You know, to, to be even be labeled a geek, I'm not even sure that I know what that is anymore. But it's is it just somebody who like loves pop culture? You know, uh, is it somebody who like because even nerd isn't the same thing. But at the same time, geek culture, in a way, it's been elevated to be quote unquote cool. You know, there's a lot of stuff that has been allowed to fit into it now. Like hip hop has definitely made its way into geek culture. That's how you ended up with even a genre called nerdcore. Right, right. You know. Um, so no, man, I don't feel like it's like at one point, yeah, it probably this would have been like on the outside of that. And I probably would have said, I probably would have had my own biases about even saying that I operate within it because of uh how it's viewed, I guess. But only on the hip hop aspect. Not not for me as a person. I don't really give a shit what people think, but like what would be accepted, you know, uh, in the in a saying in the popular format of of geek culture? But now I don't think it actually matters, man. Like, well, let me cl- let me let me back up and let me clarify that because this is important to sure, me too. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter if you're a dude in geek culture. If you're a woman in geek culture, <laughs> then you're gonna be questioned all day, nonstop. Tell and, tell and, us more yeah. about that. Tell us more about that. Um, you know, I've worked with a lot of women in this industry. I've been in the in the comics industry for 10 years. And let me tell you, man, the the industry itself is not kind to people who are not dudes, and especially white male dudes. <laughs> it's, it's just that's just the way it's been for decades. And so, like, women have had to fight to be recognized of the uh, having the equivalent skills and creativity and and so forth in that industry just like everywhere else and so with geek culture like you know that, let, i'll put it like this there ain't no term called fake geek boys but there sure is one for <laughs> called fake geek girls right 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 yeah so um, you, you find it to be more pervasive in in the culture than uh um the culture as a whole or is just a reflection of you know what you see out there is it, is it more aggressive internally to uh, say within I don't think it, well i don't think it so it didn't originate in the culture itself i mean we're just like anything else really like it's 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 been a male dominated thing 
like comic books and nerd stuff and gaming and D&D. Like it was supposed to be like the boys thing to do, you know, where there was always ladies that were inter- interested in this, but it wasn't like they weren't allowed to be interested in it or like it wasn't supposed to be talked about kind of thing. Right. Um, but here we are now that it's like, now that it's such a, a bigger field, um, that ladies have been accepted to a point or, and not just ladies. I mean, people of color, ladies, uh, people of different genders, whatever, like you, you have it. That's the geek culture is so huge now and it covers a lot of bases if you let it, but there's still a big faction out there who do not want that <laughs> at all because they had this perception that it was only for them and they just try to keep it that way. Right. And uh, you know, a lot of the things we've been, uh, we've been talking about, I'll say that some of the particular, the, the objects, uh, what I would say is the artistic objects, whether they be those, you know, the comic books, uh, the graphic novels, the fantastic art that we see, the incredible storytelling and the combination of both words and pictures to, to tell stories. Um, these, these, uh, hip hop tracks, um, you know, I would quite simply say, I mean, these, these are, Many of these are, are wonderful pieces of, of, of art, um, but for many that begs the question, and, and that and it's also been a huge battle for acceptance within comic books, or they call funny books, or you know those type of things. <laughs> uh, you know, which is you know they, they were thrown out, right? So they didn't have value. Moms threw out comic books, and so yeah, they, did. they were seen to be not have value. They're certainly seen not to be art. Um, so, Sean, what what? What is art? Uh, I, I'm going to call the many of these things we've been talking about artistic objects and art. You, you're, you're an artist uh, yourself. You consume art. You enjoy art. What, what is art? Man, you know, um, I'm going to say art is you, man. Art is anything created with the purpose to express oneself or to present an idea that you feel is not in the public eye sometimes. I mean, so... It, it it can. This is the type of question that can get elitist and snobbish. Snobbish that's answered by the wrong person because some people will say like, you know, it's not art unless you've put your blood and you know, it's <laughs> sweat into it, and you know, you died for your art kind of thing. And and honestly, and art art can be as simple as you made a a one panel cartoon that just says butts, <laughs> but it means something to you. You know, and it, and honestly, with all the people in the world, it's going to mean something to somebody else who spies that at least once. You could that little stupid piece can change somebody's life. You know, and so to me, art is whatever somebody took the time to create and was willing to present. Yeah, I'm gonna really connect to to that point around. Uh... The time where I was starting more explicitly to try to to try to create things, um, it was really a reaction or an adaptation of of just just needing to to express uh, to express things. So it was always for me a highly personal component to it, and I think the way you're describing it as a, a highly personal component, and and also the ability for it to uh, transform to save i've talked in other interviews about when people hear a song sometimes people that song saved me 
that's a powerful yeah. statement, right? Or or that comic yeah. book where, you know, that character uh, that 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 helped people, even within popular culture, like Spider Man, right? The kind of mm-hmm. teenage awkward teenage superhero that whole narrative which is a very true narrative of what marvel did way back then where people said wow this this superhero kind of feels like me sitting in you know chemistry class and i believe there's tremendous power uh within that i've seen some books that express you know you know your art can save you or the the art that saves your life or even with politics and political art you know like this is the way I need to express who I am, and uh, I really think that's an important um, component to it. And uh, the 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 highly personal part of both the creator and probably I heard you say the person who receives it as well, right? The one person it speaks yep. to, or a million people it speaks to. Would you agree? Indeed. I mean, think about this too, Ken. Like. Think about all the works of fiction that are out there or that have existed where you'll have some sort of like powerful regime who is trying to take control of any environment, right? What's one of the first things they take away from the people? Exactly. The art. Yeah. Because it it, 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 it it inspires people to stand up for what they believe in, to break out of their shells, to just do, so maybe sometimes do the things that they wouldn't normally do, like. I mean, shit. I can think of. I can think of at least, and I know you can at least three to four hip hop songs off the top of my head that when you hear it in your headphones, you walk down the street differently. Yes. And that's it what takes, I'm saying. It takes, like, it takes a nation of millions to hold us back. I listened to that. I would block myself in uh, my bedroom. I never heard anything like it. I didn't know if what was being said should be said. I didn't know if I was doing something wrong. It was that radical. It was that powerful and, and 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 radical and yeah you walk differently right <laughs> it yeah. Changes you. yeah man i mean you know oh god just the other day i was listening to uh you, you know that band the heavy yeah yeah so i've been listening to them a lot lately too and they just have such a groovy sound i had no idea that i was like dancing at work there you go <laughs> there you go you know? I had yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm surrounded by people right now. And uh, your coworkers will will comment on this podcast whether they appreciated your efforts or not. I'd imagine. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they'll chime in. <laughs> um, uh, big, 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 big question here, uh, Sean. Um, uh, why is why is there something? Uh, rather than nothing and you can answer that in an artistic uh, way i mean one of the ways uh, folks have listened to the question heard it was you know when you're creating something i mean is is that something you know completely new um did it come from nothing or just in general um in creating something um why are we doing it why is there something rather than nothing well you know Honestly, I say, what the hell does nothing get you? <laughs> I mean, I'd rather have something that's a failure than having none, having done nothing at all. I'd rather it like have put out something or at least something that is just like, even if it's trash, than nothing because like I can't live with what ifs, man. I just I can't do my life that way, and there's something 
because people have to release. And whether it's like like me where I'm making hip hop or doing all the, the other stuff I'm doing, like you got to put out some content. I, I don't care if it's a Crayola picture or if you're just like doing beadwork or something. Somebody has some sort of vice that they put out and it's something. Because doing nothing, I think, I, I, I imagine to make somebody go bananas, man. I, I, I think it can make you go bananas, and I think it, it happens to, to a lot of folks. I really connect, I really connect to, to how you answer that and, um, and, and, and how you look at it. Uh, Sean, I know you're up to a bunch of different things. You're busy uh, working on some, some, some new project. I want to open it up. Um, can, you tell, uh, can you tell the listeners about uh, you know, where, where to find some of the stuff you've created, what's coming up? Um, this, is Ooh, your, this, this is your well. space right now. Yeah. Well, okay. So, um, the, the current Praetorians music that, uh, is available actually on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, wherever, man. Uh, and not just the Praetorian stuff, but anything that Keelan King has done before. Cause I'm featured on some of his previous albums. Um, they were called star pilot. And if you like sci-fi, you need to listen to those. Cause that is straight up a three album project of him being a star pilot traveling through space fighting aliens and rapping and singing about it um, um i'm i'm on board i'm on i'm on the ship go ahead right? <laughs> um so yeah you can find that stuff like unless on any music thing um one of the other things i do to release and I, I think a lot of people know this about me but some don't but um i also make custom action figures because like i said i've always been a toy dude and so when I'm feeling creative juices and I'm like not really in lyric writing mode, I'll break out a box of action figures. And next thing I know, I've made like a new character or I've made some toy that they're not making, uh, especially for diversity's sake. I tend to make it like a lot of uh, female characters or people of color or whatever, because the big toy companies just aren't making enough for me right now. Um, and then uh, the I, I don't know if this falls in under creative lines, but. Um, you know that I've been in comics for like 10 years. Um, I was working at, you know, Tifa and Dark Horse, uh, about a year and a half ago. Um, I parted ways with them to branch out on my own. So like, you know, I started a marketing consulting firm, um, called Strange Solutions Marketing and where we offer advice and marketing service to popular culture businesses. I mean, that's my wheelhouse, and I know business, so I combined the two, and we've been operating ever since. Yeah, I and like that's that. that's a release for me too. Yeah, I, I like that, and I like the title too. I think a lot of time in life, I've looked to to, to strange solutions to pro to solve uh, complicated yeah. and pernicious problems. I mean, um, I'm glad yeah, our whole here. our whole stance is really like I don't. I mean, because there's a ton of marketing companies out there too. And, and those companies will give you like, you know, the synergy talk and the statistics and all that. Not that we don't do that, but at the same time, I might think a little bit out of the box because I've been on the ground, you know, in this, especially in nerd culture to see how things actually work. So I'm trying to offer that perspective. And, you know, uh, they can, people can find Strange Solutions on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, because we're at every comic convention. We're at like, you know, all the nerd book signings and all that stuff. So. 
Sean, it's 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 been a, a great pleasure to talk to you and and also to 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 catch up with you. I mean, it's a it's a good excuse for 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 us to have a scheduled phone call at the at the at the very least. Um, but uh, you know, the ability to learn about more what you're you're working on and the uh, the things that you've done um i've i've appreciated you i appreciate appreciated um the work and in, in the art that you created and um i really hope that a lot of the listeners um really uh to connect to that as well because it's it's really been a pleasure and a joy uh to know you uh, but also to uh, have that extra layer of uh enjoying the the things that you create um i just wanted to thank you sean Hey, I wanted to thank you for uh, having me on here because, like, I don't know if I ever told you, but, like, uh, when I was working at the comic shop, you were always, like, a highlight to, like, when I see you walk through the door because I was like, oh, great. I'm about to have a good-ass conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, like, you, you've always been genuine and legit, and I felt like we connected in a lot of ways. And uh, with that in mind, I wanted to give you, before we go, a couple of artists that, that, you, that I want you to check out. Absolutely. And, uh, if you're not already listening, you need to listen to Odyssey. Uh, that's O D D I S E E. Uh, young, uh, pretty new-ish dope MC though. I think you'll like him. Rhapsody. If you're not listening to her, but let me tell you, she's right up your alley, Ken, because she just dropped a new album this week. Right under Ninth, she's produced by Ninth Wonder. She's got a new song with D'Angelo and Jizza. <laughs> Right, yeah, and she's got another song with Queen Latifah, <laughs> the Queen. All right, right, yeah. So check out check out Rhapsody, Odyssey, and then there's a new Little Brother album that just dropped this week too. So that that's your three. Thank you so much. I mean, uh, even at the at the end of our time here, I get some nice gifts at the end, and uh, maybe that's my it was my intent uh, all along. <laughs> I know what you're after. <laughs> Thanks so much, Sean. Uh, hope to talk to you again soon. And uh, it's been a great pleasure. It's been a great Likewise. pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Take care now. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. 